All right, my friends, we are back with another episode, and today we are going to talk about non-scale victories. Okay, there are so many ways to measure progress beyond the scale, so that is what we are going to talk about. If you haven't noticed, a lot of my episodes have been much shorter recently. I have found personally, I've enjoyed listening to shorter blurbs of information on podcasts. So I've been giving it a shot with our episodes. I've gotten some positive feedback. If you're enjoying it, let me know. If you're not enjoying it, also let me know. I'm always open to you guys' feedback, but it seems to be going well so far. So today's episode will be similar to the last few, but we're just going to dive in point by point, talk about some non-scale victories, some ways that you can measure progress that have absolutely nothing to do with the scale. So we are going to talk about these victories, these measurements, uh, these things that you can look at, whether you are currently in a fat loss phase or even chilling at maintenance. Sometimes I think chilling at maintenance can just feel like you are not progressing. You're just in a lull. And I think that's why many people struggle to maintain. They struggle to master maintenance is because sometimes it feels like you are just sitting idle. I don't think it's the only reason, but I do think it is a reason that people struggle with maintenance. So you can make progress while at maintenance. In fact, you can make a lot of progress while at maintenance, but these apply whether you're in maintenance or you're in a fat loss phase. So the first thing is going to be measurements. And this might seem like really obvious, but when our clients are in a fat loss phase, we have them take measurements weekly, but we don't take all of the measurements. I personally like to have clients take at least a waist measurement and anywhere else they hold more body fat. So maybe their arms, their thighs, maybe their calves, It really depends on the individual because a lot of uh, the times where we hold body fat has more to do with genetics. So I don't make everybody do all the measurements every single week. I usually have them do three or four where they will likely see progress. Waste is a non-negotiable for everyone. And so those we track weekly. And that's because there's a huge difference between fat loss and weight loss. Measurements will often reflect progress before the scale actually moves. So if you are losing inches, but the scale isn't moving, that's honestly a really great place to be. It means that you are losing body fat and maybe building some muscle at the same time. So that is fantastic. You're seeing body composition changes. That's why we take measurements because typically what we consider, what we would consider a plateau is like no changes in measurements or the scale with 85 to 90% consistency for four weeks, then it's probably time to make some adjustments and we could say you have truly hit a plateau. So the second thing, which is very similar to number one, but it's a really easy metric of progress. So how your clothes fit. Are clothes that were maybe snug before getting looser or the other way around? How are they fitting? Are they fitting better? And don't do what I and many clients have done where they try on a pair of jeans fresh out of the dryer. That is not what I'm referring to because those will always feel 
more snug than they did the last time you tried them on. Okay, I've been there. I've had clients be there or try them on like a day after like a, a lower body workout where your legs are just a little bit swollen, uh, a little inflamed. And those jeans just fit a little bit tighter. Those pants fit a little bit tighter. But overall, are your clothes fitting better? The third one is your energy. Is your energy improving? You should have fairly steady energy throughout the day, like minimal afternoon crashes, if any. You're going to experience less afternoon crashes if you get some sunlight first thing in the morning. And some of you are going to absolutely hate me for this. I hate me for this. Wait 90 minutes to have coffee in the morning. I know some of you moms probably just rolled your eyes at me, and that's understandable. Um, I have a hard time waiting 90 minutes in the morning, and I promise you I don't always wait 90 minutes in the morning. But when I do, I do experience less afternoon energy crashes. So if you can minimize your caffeine intake and wait 90 minutes to have that first cup of coffee in the morning, you will probably notice your energy is a little bit more stable throughout the day. The other thing impacting that is eating enough food. So eating enough carbs, balanced meals, so your blood sugar isn't all over the place. All of that can be helpful with energy throughout the day. But if your energy is improving, that is a non-scale victory. Number four, your stress management is better. This is a huge one and something I don't think people realize until much deeper into their health and fitness journey because with the right plan in place, your resilience to stress should actually improve. That is something that you can change. And that's not just physical stress. That's not just going to the gym. That's also emotional and mental stress as well. So if you've got the right plan in place, you should be experiencing your stress management improving. Number five, you are sleeping like a baby, which I have been told recently is not very accurate because babies don't often sleep well. So we're just going to go with you're sleeping like a rock, okay? Uh, a good plan should mean good sleep. I very often see the women working with us. One of the first things to go for women when stress is high is sleep. It happens during perimenopause and menopause. It happens for truly many of the women that we work with. With any bit of hormonal and gut dysregulation, usually sleep is impacted first. We have many women come to us getting five to six hours or less sleep every night and not very high quality as well. Number six, you're hitting PRs. So if you don't know what PR means, personal record, you are consistently making progress in the gym. If you are going through like a more aggressive deficit, you're going to experience less progress in the gym, but you should still over time be seeing overall progress in the gym. But depending on how aggressive you get with your deficit, you may start to plateau a little bit more and that's okay. Number seven, you've got the hangries. I'm just kidding. You're not actually hangry, but you have an appetite. Having an appetite is healthy and it's very normal. And I know they're coming out with all the things to suppress your appetite, those appetite suppressing gummies and drinks and freaking the drugs they're coming out with now that just suppress your appetite. 
it is very normal to have an appetite. Okay, that's your body signaling you that you're hungry. Now, it can get dysregulated by many different things, uh, whether that's supplements or things that you're taking, or it could be sleep or stress, and it could also be food. There are many things that impact your, um, your appetite. Number eight, I believe, daily poops. Your gut should be moving at least once a day. Sometimes when we get clients at maintenance or even sometimes in a surplus, it's twice a day. That's not a bad thing, right? We don't want that stuff sitting in there for days at a time. You should not be going more than 24 hours without having a bowel movement. You should be having one at least once a day, if not twice a day. In fact, it's very normal at maintenance to have them twice a day or even. I have had clients experience them three times a day, as long as they're nothing, there's nothing irregular about them. And then I will say you should not be relying on ca- caffeine or coffee for your daily bowel movement. Number nine, this is more of a subjective measurement, but your confidence is improving. Your confidence in all areas of your life is improving, not just being naked. You know, that's cool too, obviously, and that's what many people want. But you'll start to see it come out in different areas of your life. You know, many of the women that work with us, they start to see positive career changes, positive relationship changes. They're just showing up better in their life and showing up more confidently. And if you're seeing that, that is a a non-scale victory. And then the last one that I have for you, I feel like I'm totally blowing through these. So uh, that's okay. But number 10 is you remember what having a libido is like. It might be really common for women to have their libido just in the tank, but it's not normal. And I bring this up because like sleep, It's one of the first things to go for women when stress is high. And that's kind of a telltale sign that something is off. It's like your appetite being off or not having much of an appetite. That's kind of a red flag to me. There are a few things in here that if they're not going in the right direction, right, you have no libido, your sleep is crap, your energy sucks. Those are all red flags to me. Those are all red flags telling me it might not be the best time to diet. You need to spend more time at maintenance or you may have some hormonal and gut health things that need to be improved upon. So this is just a PSA to all women out there and men, men, because you need to support your women working with a health and fitness coach or a practitioner to improve those things. But also women, this is not normal, not having a libido not having any sex drive is not normal. You should be experiencing that. Yes, there are ebbs and flows throughout your cycle, 100%, but you shouldn't not be in the mood ever. And those are my 10 non-scale victories or 10 ways that you can measure progress beyond the scale. I challenge you to actually write out a list of like five to 10 ways 
that you can personally measure progress outside of the scale. There's a lot more than what I have listed off. You can utilize some of those, maybe some areas that you would like to improve, like maybe you're tired of not having any libido or you have no appetite or your sleep is crap or maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I go two days without a bowel movement, right? Maybe some of those stood out to you. So I challenge you to make that list five to 10 ways that you can measure progress outside of the scale. So that is my challenge for you today. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, tag me at Ambitious Coaching. And if you have a moment, please leave a rating and review. I love getting your guys' feedback and it helps me get this podcast, uh, you know, more, more, I can get more ears <laughs> listening into the podcast. So I would greatly appreciate it. And I will chat with you next week.